Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week on All About Affordable NFTs, we're still recording, we're still here, but I will say there may be, for our topic, a blurry future for NFT marketplaces. Oh, wow. Wow. I feel like it's important to put the bad jokes right at the top of the show. You say bad or dad? Yeah, that's what I, you heard me. You heard me. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, man. So I think all of the projects might be affordable at this point. You know, we're, we're, I don't know if we're bringing it into fruition or or what, but man, uh, the market's, uh, it's a little rough out there for, for a lot of projects, as we've said for a long time. A lot of these are going to zero. Most of them are going to zero, and we are seeing it in uh, in real time. Last couple of weeks here. Yeah, if you're not in this the sort of top tier one percent, uh, it's very clear that the appetite for PFPs. Um, I, you know, you were selling community, you were selling connection, you were selling another Discord, and now you are selling air. Unfortunately, for uh, I think a lot of those projects, you know, we. Um, we said it, you know, it would be uh, a culling of the field. And I think this is the culling of the field. Looking at a 30-day crypto slam, just throwing a dart here, uh, total transactions down 48%, buyers down 38%. I'm just speaking to the Ethereum network. You know, there have been some uh, some bumps um, on like Avalanche have like sudden transaction bumps and there's like a little bit of this like migration back and forth, but we'll, uh, we'll get into some other news highlights. What are you seeing? Yeah. Similar. You know, I don't want to get into too much of that. I think there, you know, uh, it's not dead. You know, there's a lot of, of talks of like, and, you know, actually it's crashing. There's a lot of, there are a lot of projects crashing. It's not, you know, we're not done here. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more interesting things to talk about still. And there's a lot of projects that are definitely getting a lot of interest still. Um, so anyway, I think we should get onto the news. I, man, this one, this one, uh, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. This is news about Apple and how they are dealing with NFTs. Uh, so this has just been, they were trying to charge 30% on top of uh, a 30% t- tax, not tax, uh, I'm sorry, 30%. They, they do say tax, but um, really it's a 30% um, what affiliate fee, I guess, essentially of uh, of any revenue that, that passes through their their apps, including on NFTs. I think they were actually going to include gas fees in that. So that has just been uh, ruled illegal. That's that's good news for NFTs for crypto in general um, that they can't add fees to this. Uh, there was uh, just recently a new Uniswap app that was approved uh, in the marketplace. Initially, it was not approved for for swaps, which sort of defeats the purpose of the the Uniswap. App, but now it does do that. I, you know, I think this is interesting. You know, Apple has uh, been a big gatekeeper in uh, adding fees onto to apps, and you know, where the, the DApp ecosystem is 
you know, it hasn't grown quite as much as uh, quite as fast as many people have maybe expected. And I think that, you know, you're still seeing some of the, the, the challenges that what, that, they, that this is trying to overcome. And uh, I don't know, I think this is, this is uh, big news here or, or, you know, it can, it, it can have big impact in the future. This opens up a huge developer opportunity because look, the cost of developing apps is actually dropping quite rapidly. Thanks to in large part, the things like Copilot and GPT based tools, like you can spin these apps up. Now what's great is that this, you know, they call it a backdoor, side door, what have you, is just that NFTs or, frankly, blockchain billing is going to be able to be done pretty elegantly through that. And here's a hot take. I'm willing to bet um, Bored Apes will be paying attention to this in terms of how to you know, drive this extra customer bump because if you combine, frankly, mini games with mobile applications, I mean, you end up with, you know, Flappy Birds meets Bored Apes, Bored Ape Flappies. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about how mobile games may be a, a bigger on-ramp opportunity for gaming for NFTs than than these, these full-fledged uh, 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 full games. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I still think that holds true. I think there's a ton of opportunity there. And Apple definitely holds a lot of, uh, of, of uh, or has a lot of gates there. So this is this is big in that area. All right. In another, man, this is another big one. So Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong has um, launched, an, or he's launched, he's behind this. They Coinbase has launched a stand with NFT or stand with crypto NFT campaign. They have been in the news recently for setting up an offshore uh, offshore, I believe in Bermuda. They've set up um, a or they've got a license to operate there. They have um, somewhat threatened to to move from the U.S. move their headquarters from the U.S. offshore due to the regulations recently. So Brian Armstrong has been very vocal um, for. For crypto regulation in the right way, he's been trying to work with the SEC, work with the, I mean, work with <laughs> whatever regular he's told to work with the SEC for the most part. And he's going back and saying like, hey, this is what we've tried to, this is what we've been told to do. This is what we've tried, how we've tried to communicate. And here's the response we've gotten. And in the end, it basically was turned into uh, no response and, uh, <laughs> and, um, threatening to come after uh, Coinbase with a Wells notice. So not only are they have they launched this NFT campaign, they have actually uh, sued um, the SEC. Uh, so this is, you know, this is great. I, I like the Coinbase has has really, they've led this fight and they're continuing to do it. And I, I love to see it. Uh, what have you seen here, George? I really respect the counterpunch here because frankly, Coinbase is... Uh, by all accounts, like really the only platform trying to play by the rules. They're desperate for some guidance here, and they f simply haven't been given it by, you know, uh, Gensler, the SEC. And it's it's ridiculous. This is a U.S.-based company paying U.S.-based taxes, supporting safely U.S. freaking holders of cryptocurrency. And you're not really, um, you're not giving them much. So the, you know. The stand with crypto. I'm gonna go check out. I'm gonna see if I can mint one. It's uh, 
Hopefully I'm not getting something. I actually, you know what? I'm not going to do this too quickly because I could feel like I could be scammed, but uh, it looks like it's over here at Zora.co, but I'm not going to click anything. I'm just going to really quickly double check what I'm signing because I'm trying to follow our own, uh, our own advice. We'll put it in the show notes. Maybe that's our, our affordable NFT. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I think there are a lot of companies trying trying to follow the rules, trying to do it the right way. It's not clear what it is. I would say that Coinbase has been more proactive in taking action, in doing something, pushing for regulation and being active in that as opposed to acting and then just kind of hoping for, for the best or just ignoring... Uh, ignoring the issues they really have tried to to communicate this is what we want to do how do we go about doing it trying to get answers and being told these are the this is the way and and trying to to, to take those routes and, and finding that there are a lot of dead ends there i think there are a lot of companies that are interested in doing it the right way without spending <laughs> you know spending even close to the, the legal expenses that coinbase has put into this yeah, I mean, look, there have been, according uh, to what I'm looking at here, over 80,000 of these minted. I think there's also like this interesting like NFT for activism type of thing that yeah. it like lends itself to a very quick and public statement. I, you know, to say that, <clears throat> you know, we're joking like NFTs dead, like, no, like, look how useful this is to garner support just in one tiny use case here. And once I make sure this thing is not going to rip and grip my my digital wallet, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm going right. to go in there and go grab one of these. Cool, cool. All right. All right. So we've got a new Solana NFT. Um, this is, I think this is the biggest collection that has, uh, maybe maybe even the biggest collection on the, the ecosystem after D-Gods uh, moved over to the Polygon ecosystem. So this is the let's see, this is Mad Labs. Um, some interesting interesting mint mechanics here. Uh, they they basically tricked schemers. Let's say they tricked schemers into spending over two hundred and fifty thousand worth of soul on a fake mint. Um, it was refunded, but they the goal was to keep this out of the hands of bots, and it seems that they were mostly successful. Um, you know th that. Uh, the funds were refunded, um, so they didn't actually take it from them. But there was basically there was sort of a honeypot put out there. If you're familiar with uh, with web security, I think that's where it's first used. I don't know that for sure, but web security basically putting something out there that looks like it is it's sort of a decoy. Um, looks like it is the the way in, um, or or like the way, what you're looking for, and it's really just a decoy of um, you know let somebody find something, think that they found something and it doesn't actually do much. Um, and that's what they set up here. So interesting uh, sort of mechanics here to to combat, go maybe on the offensive a bit here, as opposed to just waiting for, for bots to, or to see what happens when the bots do strike. Yeah, I mean, like the nuance here is like pretty interesting. Apparently, um, uh, Mad Labs basically were being uh, threatened by an attacker who said like, oh, I'm going to DDS your mint unless you like pay me this ransom. And he's like, uh, no, we didn't have it. Uh, so instead they like ran this, uh, ran this honeypot of putting out this fake mint. And I don't know why they gave the money back. Cause screw that guy. 
Um, but it's, uh, it's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know that they needed to, I think they have a pretty good, I, I don't think they would have a bad name for not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good on, good on them. And actually, Solana is actually, uh, kind of up right now. So for some activity, you mean the network's good. up, the network's up. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Oh, the network. <laughs> this justin solana is working right now there are seven people transacting and i'm happy to say they're all oh yeah they're so good (laughs) you know me i could always go for if it's like things that make me happy things that make me happy in order of appearance yes solana going down bored apes (laughs) having trouble and somebody some large company getting in on polygon like all of those things bring me joy in life in varying varying <laughs> orders obviously my children and stuff like that but those other things like i'm, yeah, I'm i mean like secondary but you know the main thing I mean. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> all right speaking of board apes we got some board apes yuga news and they win in this one they they, they won, won a lawsuit they won the I'm lawsuit okay. against Ryder Root. this one yeah i don't know i'm fine with this one I think this is, I mean, I'm fine in the sense of like, I think this is not the wrong way for this to go. I've, Ryder Rips has been, has been, let's see, making a lot of claims against Yuga Labs. I don't love Yuga Labs, and I think that he goes pretty far in his claims. He's done, a, he's, he's claimed a lot of, of, uh, Nazi, mm, allegiance in, in their materials. Um, in this case, Let's see. He was basically taking the collection, putting it on to, I believe, the foundation platform. He was minting each one, pointing it to, pointing it to the original image, um, and then selling those as originals. This was this. That's what the lawsuit here was about. That was put to a stop. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good thing in general that you can't just go and point to the same image, remint it, and then call it a new NFT. It does it does tie the the image that it's pointing to to the NFT a bit closer in the terms in terms of copyright law. Um, I do think that there's still some there's probably some uh, some more uh some more areas to explore in how far you can push that but it does seem like for this in this case it's been it's been established that the the image that the nft was pointing to originally is makes the nft unique and that nft cannot just be reminted now we did have a case a couple weeks ago that we talked about where uh kevin avosh's uh first nft was reminted on a new network after the original namecoin network had gone down um in that case the namecoin network did lose it so you know there is some somewhat of a gray area there i you know and either way i can't see how namecoin would actually own it that's not how a blockchains work as far as uh, most people are concerned i think um but <laughs> Uh, you know, anyway, I think this does, I think it's, it's, it's it, this is important for NFTs in the sense that it establishes a bit of, of the NFT mint itself doesn't need to have the image to make it, to hold the copyright. It can point to the image and make, and you can hold that copyright. You can't just go remit that same image again. Yeah, it's an important, I mean, look, it's, 
it's ridiculous that you need this type of precedent, but it's upheld um, and gives prominence to how copyright extends to NFTs, things in the blockchain that have been created. Um, and also Ryder Rips is a, is a bit of a donkey. He's really, frankly, an <laughs> annoying character. And like things I like yes. less than Yuga, right? Like things I yeah, like less right? than Yuga, like people that do that I'm kind an of enemy. stuff. <laughs> yeah. The enemy of my enemy um, is my enemy, right? Like I don't think... Board Ape is I mean, to me at all here. I, I not think it's a good enemy, but you know, but like, we're just, clear, uh, like, if we're getting on sides here. <laughs> but you know, it's annoying. Like, they're only able to do this because they're the largest project with the legal firepower to do this. Think about the number of projects, think about the number of artists that, because of the ease of copying, um, can't be pursued in this way. So um, hopefully this this gives other folks some some pause when they're um, when they're taking advantage of smaller projects uh, mm-hmm. of artists that um, that don't have this type of legal firepower, because this does take uh, quite a bit of uh, assets to to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Moonbirds is back in the news, not for not for the right reasons. They had let's see this day one diamond exhibition NFT drop. <sighs> I mean, this is. They fumbled it. It seems the team has admitted that there was some <laughs> some mistakes made, but um, yeah, people are not happy, and it's not uh, not good. Not not. There's been a bad streak for for Moonbirds. Um, have you have you looked into this one much, George? I haven't looked at it too much, but I know that they're going to have to reopen this, uh, which is you know uh, a false start. I'm trying to find the Moonbird. Uh, price really quickly. I just ultimately it's like, how bad, you know, how bad was it for, for the collection? And it is bad. Uh, (laughs) I think we're down to 2.4 ETH. Um, you'll remember the, you know, the mint was like, what at like 40, they were at 40 at one point, 40. Um, I don't know the, the, the mint, I think was, I mean, I think that was maybe eight. I remember it was, I don't even know. I I forget, like my memory is so fuzzy on it, but here's the problem. Like that's a, you know, that's a long way, long way from the top. Um, And, you know, it comes down to just sort of execution, execution. And I don't know. Um, You know, the question is at what point does this become affordable? (laughs) Like how, you know, how much does Kevin Rose have in terms of energy to keep taking these like sort of blows on the side of, um, on the side of this thing? You know, yeah, it's 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 tough to say that what what makes it affordable at a certain point because it, I think we've seen with NFTs that there's so much momentum built in to the, the price action and there's no real uh, for the most part there's no real asset that you can say that this is the actual value of or no there's, there's no the income moon, a PFP a PFP let's be clear like. You know, separating out our a PFP, which I consider this like this Moonbird is not beautifully designed. It is kitschy of the style that is going to be like so dated to this time when people are like, "Oh, cool, look, retro pixelated stuff." Um, so it's certainly not art. Uh, but you know, I, I think one of the things that a lot of PFPs and the value there is is being tested against is. What is the energy and staying power of the founding, the founder and the founding team? Like, 
can you grind it out? Like, look, let's be honest, even with this podcast, like we're just like, all right, we'll, we'll tune in, we'll do it. We'll turn it on. Like, it's kind of fun to talk with each other make jokes. Um, but the truth is like, if this were our livelihood, yikes, man, if that's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very different. Right. Um, yeah. You're, I think we're seeing that. Uh, we're seeing that with many small projects. We're seeing that with even big projects. I mean, I think in a way, some of the big projects, it, it becomes harder because they were so big in that value that's lost. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking pretty immense value between both. It's not just the proof collection. I'm sorry, not just the Moonbergs. There's also the proof collection there. I think those proof uh, passes were, were around a hundred or so at one point in my Hundred yeah, it was, it was kicking up around there. That feels right. Um, yeah, those are down about seven and a half ETH now. Um, so I think about uh, proof is seven and a half. Seven and a half is the the floor there. Um, you know, so I think that's around what the Moonbirds actually minted at. Maybe I think they may have been minting lower. So you know, we've definitely seen some some big adjustments there. And yeah, I think there's a big question of. Look, these collections that um, rely so much on on the founders, on on continually producing new projects. I mean, I think those are going to have a hard time. You know, something like Punks, as you know, as a PFP. You know, I don't know. It's a PFP, but it's also a. I, I mean, to me, there's there's a lot more art to that just because it was the first one that did that. You know, I, I, there's not that expectation that it that there needs to be something more being given all the time. Um, or that there needs to be, um, you know, a roadmap. Um, you know, I think there's a big difference there. So I, I, I think we're we're seeing some of that play out right now. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll keep, keep an eye on. I'm kind of curious now. I'm like, if that gets to like one ETH, I'm buying it. I'll be honest. I'll be like, how? Like at that point, I maybe it depends on what one ETH is. So that's the other <laughs> other factor. Is as yeah, ETH yeah. kind of comes back up, I'm like, well. You know, how how much am I going to to throw at this? All right, so blur the yeah the blur blurry future for NFTs. Like, frankly, I just fell in love with the title, and then I like backfilled the the topic. But here's what's going <laughs> on. Right, um, there was this like pretty decent article over in um, is blur backing itself into a corner nftnow.com. But essentially, right, like we get it now. Blur is going to end the double loyalty points. Um, which we all realized was boosting up how much trading volume, right? And so we had this sort of artificial high, and we, I think we've had for quite some time an artificially um, high amount of trading volume due to wash trading. Uh, we've discussed it. You've analyzed it. You know, it, it is out there, and it is a known entity. And it, sure, you know, surprise, if you give away a ton of money to use your service to trade volume, you're like, You'll have high trading volume, and yeah, blue blur overtook OpenSea and sort of forced uh, OpenSea to you know wake up a little, uh, deal a bit lower on in terms of reducing their fees, and just sort of summarizing into now OpenSea Pro. I don't use OpenSea Pro, but I know that that's what they turned. Uh, it was a, a, a gem, Gemini, gem, gem, the gem, thanks, uh, yeah. gem aggregator is now OpenSea Pro. And now it really is sort of courting a handful of whales that can generate a ton of volume. So really, like if your if your value proposition is a commoditized race to zero, once you get there, the question is then, all right, you know, who can, you know, I feel like we're in Vegas, right? 
We're in Vegas and casinos are like, well, if you come to our casino, we'll give you free drinks. And the other's like, well, we'll give you free drinks and a free room in the hotel. And I'm like, well, that seems better. Everyone, like all five of you run over here. Uh, so, you know, you can't just compete, uh, I think at that level. So, you know, blurry future is like, look, you, you eventually run out of funny money to yeah, give away to yeah. people. So what are you doing? You know, right. I feel like I've played this game, you know, living in Silicon Valley. I've had the opportunity to play this game with, with Wait, meals. You live in Silicon things, Valley? Right. For these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> <laughs> with with various you know companies getting vc funding and then just trying out different things and you know trying their meal delivery service and you see that like wow this is a great service they give it to you for free and you love it for that time and then you realize like oh when i have to pay this isn't quite as good and i feel like we're, we're we've seen a lot of that with, with with blur you know these incentives are great people will go over try these things out and i'm not saying that the blur I mean, blur has had a it's a very good product. It's a, it's a great product. I think they've actually pushed, I mean, they've definitely pushed OpenSea to innovate on their, that pro um, OpenSea platform, the Blur platform, when we get into, uh, you know, a platform that's targeting the whales as opposed to just going after, um, you know, more, more fish. Um, you know, I think it has pushed things forward. And at the same time, there's a small number of, of whales. Uh, you know, there's, I don't know if there's enough to, I don't think there's enough to necessarily sustain both of those platforms right now. You know, we do need more people to come in and as it is, it's, it's, it's pretty tough for, it's pretty tough for the incumbent still we're seeing, I think for to come in and, and unseat open sea without, or in the long term. you can have these incentives, you can, can keep driving these uh, users with incentives and at the end of the day, open sea hasn't had to use those, those types of incentives. There's never been a C token. There's never, there's, you know, there are rumors of one, but I, you know, at this point, I don't, I mean, I don't think that there's one coming. I don't think that most people are, are expecting one. I think most people are going there because that's where, that's where the listings are. That's where the activity is for the most part. We've seen these other platforms get, take a lot of volume, take a lot of market share through aggregation, aggregation of using a lot of open seas listings. So when there's not those incentives, you know, there's a lot less reason to go to those other uh, platforms. You may as well go directly to the open sea source. Yeah. It's like, I, there's an interesting story in here how, you know, so this is going to happen on May 1st, just to be clear. I know I mentioned that the, the rewards were dropping. So like the, you know, by the time you're hearing this, whenever I get my, my editing and gear to po- post it first, but today, 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 maybe <laughs> the, uh, there's a story in here that they, they kind of call out that like one of the large traders, um, goes by Franklin apparently lost oh. over 500 ETH, 500 ETH in this type of wash trading, just kind of going in and out of different projects with, um, they say like, uh, Machi big brother pulled back and also with the board, a floor dropping from 58 to 52, uh, after Franklin had to <laughs> quickly sell a bunch of apes to pay off these loans, so like basically, yeah, we're talking about a million know, or so, right? There. Trying to like bet that the amount of blur tokens that he gets is going to offset that. Um, you're playing a dangerous game while ETH is like going up. You're doing this and hoping that your rewards are uh, going to make up for it. So, 
uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't hold your breath, fella. So I, I think when whales see that, it was such a clearly an arbitrage attack of being like the amount of ETH I lose is worth the amount of blur I get um, until one little thing goes wrong and the like, you know, that 1% edge or whatever you were playing with like evaporates into a 500 ETH loss. Yikes. No. I mean, there's some big losses in here. <laughs> there's numbers that are gigantic to me. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of losers. I think there, there are a few big winners. Open C definitely being one of them. Um, Blur, I'm sure the, uh, I'm sure the the creators have done well with that as well. I haven't looked um, terribly close at the the tokenomics there, um, but man, there's been there's been plenty of trading of of the token, and it has driven a lot of interest. I think there's, you know, we, we have to see whether this, we, we've seen this, I guess, before with Looks Rare. We saw that there was a ton of volume there. It was, we realized, I mean, it was mostly known during during those incentive periods that it was wash trading that was being done just to get the Looks Rare token. In that case, it was being given out immediately, not even immediately, it was at the end of the day, uh, much more close to the time of, of transacting. You, get, you had a better idea of how much of the volume or what you should expect in um, in rewards. This is, it's harder with Blur to understand what you're going to get, harder again to even understand like what the value may be. And when you're seeing, man, it is gamblers. It is so many gamblers. Um, and, uh, you know, when you gamble, <laughs> there's there's some big risks. Um, but, man, we're seeing a lot of people leave, leave the ecosystem. I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of, the the big gamblers the, the the people that were they're going huge in on these collections were not counting on um you know they're not necessarily looking for they're not necessarily looking to trade with other whales they're generally looking to trade with other with with other fish maybe some sharks um but they need them to be there and those numbers have diminished and that's definitely hurt those whales and they are getting caught to the tune of 500 ETH or more. just just brutal uh, yeah, looking at like a, a sort of seven day board ape um, number of transactions and sales, we're talking like down like thirty percent uh, for for that, and transactions down thirty percent. So yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be a, a chilly a chilly summer uh, for for NFT prices. If unless somebody unless wait for it, um, hot take that. A bunch of funny money is dropped into the mix by MetaMask, which I've heard. Maybe we'll talk about um, next time. I've heard a little bit of inkling of rumors of like certain, you know, things being parked. But I've heard this. I've heard this a few times as well. And every time I hear it, I hear a much more authoritative counter to that. It's definitely not happening. (laughs) I think it's yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That'd be great. I, I mean, just a, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't get much from it, but uh, I'm surprised by the number, by the, the volume of trading that goes through the MetaMask wallet. Uh, there's, you know, considering that they do uh, add a fee onto that, man, I am, I'm, I'm surprised by how much goes through there. So it would add a significant amount of, of liquidity to the ecosystem. Um, you know, yeah. I think OpenSea would be the only one that <laughs> might be um uh well it would definitely be even better for the nft uh ecosystem in general but i just i don't see that one happening 
Let me have this. Just let me hope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's been airdrop season. There's definitely been a lot of airdrops around. Um, you know, maybe we can keep it rolling and, and get a few big surprises. There we go. Thank in. you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Um, thanks for for dropping in. Thanks for sh- grabbing some news for us. Leave us uh, a rating or don't. We're uh, we're probably going to make it as like maybe one of the longest running NFT podcasts simply for sheer force of yeah, will. Someday we're going to even have an NFT. Someday we'll have an NFT. We're going to get there. I really, <laughs> I think we should wait. We should we're wait. just not sure if this thing's going to like stick around. We're... <laughs> We're going to go with this. We're going to talk about it for a while longer before we decide. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Actually, have you heard that, like, people are now starting to rebrand Web3 as AI? Like, I feel like this is, like, the the next rebrand of the rebrand of a brand. Like, Web3 started as, like, what? Like, IoT, Internet of Things. 3A. Oh, we come back. 3A. Web3. Stay with that. Oh, man. we We can definitely rework this. We're... Yeah, there's something here. It's a disaster, but there's something here. Three A, there's AI, there's somehow NFTs. I don't. We'll we'll get to this. Okay. Well, look, we're here. We've been around. We're still here. Maybe we'll have an NFT at some point. Leave us a rating if you want one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what'll do it. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.